Good morning, everybody, and uh, happy Mother's Day, because this is being recorded today on Mother's Day, and then we will also be re-airing this um, on May 25th. Um, I am so happy to uh, bring to you today's show. Uh, we are going to be talking about stop being the victim, right, and reclaim our power. And by the way, even the most even the people who vibrate so high, you all still at some point in time are being the victim because we do it unconsciously. So no matter where you're at, please feel free to join us today. I have some amazing guests and I'll bring them in. Uh, let me just do this. We've got Deborah, Viata, and Jen. And we have two other people who are joining us, Zelda and Naima. And um, however, um, there's some technical difficulties uh, in Chicago right now because of the rain that we have. And so um, they'll be joining us as soon as they can. So um, please feel free to follow us either on Facebook or on YouTube right now. That's where we're live. And... Um, so let's let's get this party started, shall we? <laughs> so, um, Vieta, actually, let me start with you. Um, when you think about areas where people that you've coached or yourself, because I'm going to talk about myself, and I'm going to also going to talk about people that I've coached, um, where they have been the victim or they choose to be a victim. What are some like? maybe extreme or even less extreme examples that come to mind. Can um, you hear me okay? I, I, had, I had one, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, now I can, thank you, Dolly. Okay, I was thinking of one in particular, um, a friend of mine had a squatter. Well, he, was a, he became a client. So he had a squatter in his house. You know, you all know what a squatter is. Well, for those who don't, yeah, tell us. Okay, someone who takes over a house that doesn't they don't own, basically. And so um, this person started asking me advice and, and uh, talking about this situation. And um, what happened was he left for Europe and he asked a, a woman to um, stay in this house while he was gone in D.C., and um, while he was gone, she lived in the house, had family there, blah, blah, blah. So he came back, I think it was two months later, and she said she wasn't leaving, that that house was now hers, and she was going to stay in that house. And so he began to really fight this, and he ended up in court. And um, he was fighting, get, he had to go to court to get a squatter, a person out of his house who didn't uh, live there, who didn't own the house. And um, he ended up going to court for three years trying to get this person out. And he was angry, upset, uh, and um, eventually he ended up in jail for uh, contempt of court. So I was trying to help him see that there was a big lesson in this and that he, if he stopped being a victim, because in that case, I think most of us would say, oh, wow, that's a real case of being a victim. You didn't do anything wrong. But he finally came to the understanding that this was a lesson for him. And he, what, he needed to let the universe teach him about why this is happening to him, what could come out of it. 
And uh, what resulted from him shifting in his belief and understanding, they, they uh, dismissed the jail charges and they let him out of jail. Wow. Like, like all of a sudden. So from that point on, I think, and it took him a while to actually realize that that's what happened, that it was a, a karmic influence and a reaping and sowing influence. But now what happened as a result of it, which is really helping him be grateful for that uh, situation, he developed a blog talk show and he's now doing blog talk shows regularly to teach about housing. In fact, the thing is his um, um, blog talk has to do with it's my house. So that person, along with so many people, once they realized they, that there was a lesson in the trauma or the drama that they went through, they had miracles happen in their life. So I can say that that continues to happen in my uh, business relationships, personal relationships, that when I help people, coach people to understand that you don't have to stay a victim, that you're going to have miracles. Because the idea for me to help people understand is you take self-responsibility no matter what, because you reap and sow, you reap and sow, you reap and sow. And there's so many things we can talk about on that level that I hope we get to that later. Oh, well, we're absolutely going to get to that. Yeah, because, um, yeah, but I, 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 yeah, and I have one to share about that, but I, I'm going to just put myself last here. So, um, Jen, why don't you, why don't you pipe in? Share with us. I actually uh, just want to say, Thank you so much to Vieta, because that is so hard to teach people, to teach people that it's not, they're not a victim, that it's just a lesson from the universe and it's a teaching and it helps make them grow. And this is something I try to explore with my clients a lot. However, sometimes when you don't have people, when you have people that are like, you know, do not believe in God, do not believe in a higher power, do not believe in the universe, that gets a little bit more difficult. So, I mean, I think I think what you said was just amazing and I'm so honored to meet you today and be a part of the show with you. Thank you. Um, I think everybody is a victim at some point, but I also mm -hmm. think that, but I also think that it's our perspective on the situation too. So we could be in like your your client who was you know having a squatter, he could have been feeling blessed that he was able to provide a home for someone. Awesome. So there's lots of different viewpoints in how we can take a, a position where we could possibly see ourselves as a victim, but we can also change our perspective really quickly and not be a victim. So I think that's that's really cool. I don't know. Um, I've got, I think most of my caseload are people who get stuck in a victim role because I do trauma work and, you know, complex trauma to simple trauma. And it's a lot of what I try to do is try to get them from that victim perspective where it's like, woe is me, poor me, how did this happen to me? The, you know, the world is against me into a different, like a survivor role. You know, so I have a lot of a lot of people that I talk to that don't want to talk about their, you know, their traumas. And I'm like, please talk about them, because when you talk about them, you give other people permission to talk about them. 
it takes away the victim role. It makes you look like, makes you feel more empowered because you can share your own weaknesses with others who then can identify with you. And then also, so invulnerability is power. And I, I get my, I try to get my clients to see that a lot. In, in, when you're vulnerable, you create your own power. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Can you okay, expand upon that? Oh, go ahead, Beata. Sorry. I have a question for Gina. How long do you think they should talk about it? Because that's what I run into is the, hearing that narrative over and over and over again. They've been talking about it for years and years and years. How, how have you dealt with the fact that some of them want to talk about it all the time and they don't want to come out of victim mode? Um, I let them tell their story once. Like, so I, when I do, when I do, um, just like a, their history, I let them tell their story once. And then if they get back into one of those dialogues that they have with themselves, I'm like, okay, so what did you learn from that? What did, what can we do different next time? So I just ask them a lot of questions. I go, cause that is a huge piece. If you've said those things to yourself for years and years and years, that is your, that's where you operate is from that perspective of being a victim. But if you change your own story, then it, it's different. But to change, like to change your own neurological pathways is very difficult. You have to be tired of, you have to be sick of listening to yourself complain, basically is what you have to be. And, and I think when, you, when, I heard you say, when I heard you say happened to me, I think we can help them see that it didn't happen to you, but it happened for you, for your growth. So that's yeah. where that's, yeah. Absolutely. That happened to me. It happened to me. No, it happened for you. So that's where I think we can begin. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's I like that. Wow. I'm just like overwhelmed with that. It didn't happen to me. It happened for me. For me. I love that. That's beautiful. To grow and rise up. Right. Right. Absolutely. God, that's powerful. It is. It's so empowering. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Deborah, what do you have to say? Deborah, uh, you have to unmute yourself. Let me unmute you. Is she frozen? I don't I think, think she's moving. <laughs> <laughs> Like a beautiful I tell you, I've missed part of She's the conversation. He is an amazing statue. <laughs> I don't know. I fall into place. Happy day to everyone. Yes, uh, it's such a blessing to be here and talk about this topic. This topic that I had to learn kind of on my own. And I thank you for the word, using the word universe, because now that I am known as um, positive Deborah, <laughs> I always see the glass half full. And everybody's like, you don't understand my problem. Well, you know, learn from every situation, good or bad, you know, uh, even for situations that people are going through on another continent, you know, it's, you're hearing it for a reason. 
So learn from it and try not to make the same mistake and not be caught up in what's going on. Every situation, there's a reason. Uh, and I always, like I say, I've learned from it. You know, my situations, you, you talk about reaping what you sow. Okay, so when that karma comes back around, just accept it and move on <laughs> because it's coming. <laughs> the better you can accept it, the easier your health and your life will be. Uh, I, I came across yesterday and it kind of affected me because the people were close to me. And I went out and I got sick. I was sick to my stomach. I couldn't go into the stores or anything. So, um, which is good because I came back home without spending any money. <laughs> so that, that's me exactly. That was a blessing. But uh, you, you have to show people more than tell people. Uh, show them in your life and how you're living. Uh, because you can tell folks something all day long, and if you're not expressing it yourself, you're not living it yourself, they're not going to believe. They're not going to trust. And sometimes you have to repeat, yep. and you have to hear it over and over again. And uh, a lot of times folks just want to vent, and they just want to have somebody to listen, uh, even though you talk them through what's going on, the challenges, maybe what you can do. Um, but uh, if they keep coming back at you with the same conversation, just listen and move on or change the subject. Yeah, that, that's another thing, you know, as that, that same conversation repeats itself. Okay, I've already explained to you how I felt and what I think you should do. So now let's talk about something else that's positive. Like where are we going next week? How how where we're gonna plan to travel next month or next year? <laughs> just just turn it around. Turn it into a positive. You can turn all negatives into a positive. Um, just like you were speaking. I wish. Yeah, everything. What were you gonna say, Jen? Did Jen freeze? I was gonna oh. say to Deborah. If oh, did I freeze? I uh, know you're can good. Can you hear me? Yeah, we're good. I can honestly tell you if people would do exactly what you're saying in my practice, I would see them probably half the amount of time. Oh, that's if not I could good. say it one time, if I could say it one time and they heard it and they followed through <laughs> or just experienced something different or change that mindset one time, I would probably work half the amount of time that I work. Okay, yeah, you know, you said something very strong there. If they heard it, see, they've got so much of their own blocks going on, they're not hearing all the time what you're saying. And it, mm -hmm. you have to filter through that and and bring that down and give them examples and, and give them something um, that's impactful so they can hear 
and and live because you can't you stuck you're stuck and uh, another thing I tell people who are complaining about somebody else I tell them that's their play you know you're an actor in their play oh so that's amazing you continue to play your part the way they want you to play it then that's that's not their fault that's your fault <laughs> Yes, yes. So, you know, yep. everybody is an actor in somebody else's play. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, I think that's always interesting when I have clients come in and they're like, oh, let me tell you all this stuff. And they're like, how can I fix them? I'm like, right. <laughs> no. Doesn't it? It starts with you. They have to fix exactly. you. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. I'm like, no, you're I, I, here. Oh, go ahead. I'm like, Go you're ahead. here. We can fix them. They're over there. But we can we can work on you. And I'm like, nothing's wrong with me. And I'm like, oh, I'm not saying yeah. something's wrong with you. But we got to learn a little differently. Yeah, well, We have to learn how to receive, perceive in a way that supports us, you know, and supports our thinking that shifts our mindset. And I am going to, I think now's the right time for me to tell mine. My, this is major. So as, um, as many of the listeners know, and I'll just kind of take a look. So here's a picture of me before I was misdiagnosed. Here's me, you know, a few weeks after being misdiagnosed. And so I gained, you know, a lot of weight. And <laughs> But the thing was, I had grown tumors all over uh, my female parts. So I could not have children, not to mention being on 17, I guess it was 17 medications all at the same time, there was no way that I could have children. And I was mad at my doctor for the longest time. So then I trained under um, Dr. D. Martini. Dr. D. Martini is one of the authors, the contributing authors for the book, The Secret. You know, I probably needed the best of the best to shift this mindset, let me tell you. <laughs> Because I was pretty messed up. And so it was no easy task. Um, so I was mad because I couldn't have kids. And he did this to me and blah, 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 blah right? So Dr. Martini said, well, who put the medication in your mouth? The doctor or you? Me. Right? Who bought the medication? Me. He only wrote the script and made the suggestion. I took the medication. I put the drugs in my mouth. Okay? And he said, well, you had some sort of payoff for all of that. Right? Well, for me, it was numbing the pain. Right? That I had. Being an empath, I can feel everything around the world. And um, that's a story for another day. So then I got to the thing about the kids and that I had to have a full hysterectomy and I couldn't have children. He goes, can you look at a place where you might have children? And I said, okay, well, I taught for five years, every single year for the Young Entrepreneurs Academy, I got 22 different new children to teach about entrepreneurship. And I didn't have, and then, yeah, so God gave me children. I didn't yeah. have to give birth. 
I didn't have to put him through college, didn't have to change the diapers. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. When you can bring levity to the crap that happens, that's where the power also comes in, right? Because here's the thing. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to have kids this time around, right? I was supposed to have other people's children, and I was supposed to help those children rise up and teach them. But God knew I was afraid about giving birth. So he's like, don't worry. We'll put you through something worse. Don't worry. <laughs> That's the truth. You know, I have a client who has fibroid tumors um, in her uterus right now. And I, the first interview I had with her, oh, my goodness, I had to dig and dig for out for half and more than half an hour. And what we what I learned, OK, again, was about the second chakra. So, so Jody, when I hear your story, oh wow, the lessons that you can teach about the second chakra, the reproductive area, it's so powerful. If we can, if you can share your story, and as we are doing, come out of victim into wow, look what I'm learning about that energy in the second chakra. Because what she, what I told her at the end of this interview. She talked about frustration in a relationship she had with an older man. And I asked her, why did you leave the relationship? Oh, I was so frustrated. And I said, ding, 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 ding. frustration. <laughs> so I zoomed in on the frustration. And uh, I looked at Louise Hayes' uh, Heal Your Body information. And it said, it said fibroids was a blow to the feminine ego. Boom. So that first interview was about, okay, let's go into your chakras. And because the whole half 40, it was like 45 minutes. Oh my, I, this happened to me. This happened to me, happened to me, to me, to me. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about what happened for your growth. Because that frustration, she kept being triggered over and over. This was like seven years of these tumors growing. I don't know how long yours took to grow, but hers grew. Um, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. wow. And I'm like, seven years you've had these these growths and you're just now looking for real help because they're so big now. They're saying, if you don't cut these out, you're going to die. So, you know, here's the other thing. People sit in that victim mode until it's so serious that they're looking for help now. But here's where we can really teach some powerful lessons because they're suffering, they're in pain. Okay, let's look at why this happened for you. And that that second chakra injury, victim mind, what happened down there? Oh, it's powerful to teach lessons about that. And I don't know if you can share some of the energy lessons that were around your challenge. Well, you know, before we, I do, and I think it would be amazing to have Jen share about Louise Hayes because you two are sisters on that. So. Oh my God. I live on yeah. that book. That is like my favorite book. People call me, start complaining about what hurts. And I'm like, oh, hang on. Let me look that up. Yeah, isn't Bible, that our Bible? Absolutely. Let's change your thinking. And they're like, it is. Well, and it's even funnier when I, I read the positive comment to them and they're like, you can watch them physically react to it. They're like, yeah. oh. And I'm like, is that hard to say to yourself? She's like, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, where did? How did you know that I can't say that to myself? And I'm like, I I just looked it up in the book, you know. 
And they're all, it's, <laughs> that is, oh my God, that all of her books are amazing. And her meditations, have you ever used the anger meditation? Oh yeah, I've, I've done so. She's like my, she's gone now, but her spirit lives in, I think in a lot of, uh, to teach us how to maneuver and manage and free ourselves. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't consider myself an angry person. And I was like, I always try everything before I tell my clients to do it. So I've done her mirror workbook. I've done her, you know, the, the heal your life book. I've done everything. And then there, I found a meditation of hers online. It was, it's an anger release meditation. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to give this to people, I got to try it first. And I'll tell you what, I started doing the meditation and she had me put up a couple people. I never felt a fire come from my probably first chakra all the way up. My head felt like it was going to explode. I was like, damn, I didn't know that was in there. <laughs> it was wild. I was like, and so when I like, I'll give that to clients that are very no, angry, you know, about about lots of things in life. You know, I, I have one client that I'm working with and she doesn't want to be angry, but she is. Her mom stayed with a man who was very abusive and her mom saying, don't worry, we'll leave eventually. We'll leave eventually. We'll leave. We, they didn't leave until she was like 18 years old, which by then a lot of damage is done. So she's very angry at her mom. Yeah. And don't you agree that that's one of the upticks for um, for being a victim is that it justifies their anger. You know, if we say there's an upside yes. to being yes. a victim, oh, my goodness, I can stay angry because look what happened to me. Right. So, so I'm going to be angry yes, and react. I'm yes. going to react with anger at, at, at all these things still triggering me as a victim, victim, victim. So I'm going to be angry I, and I can be angry because I'm a victim. Right? Well, yes. we yes. wear it and if they, it gives them power sometimes. We wear it as a badge of honor, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so, I mean, look at her. She's wearing a badge of honor, but it's not, not anger. It's anger releasing. Hallelujah. <laughs> love, you. Mm -hmm. love you, Louise. <laughs> so, so I put in the um, thread um, the link to this video. So anybody who wants it, okay, you guys can go get it on YouTube. So, right. um, okay, so let me go ahead. Let me just stop the screen share. There we go. We're back. And then Naima Latif, our executive producer, is going to be joining us shortly. So, um, yeah, so that's pretty powerful. And I think you had shared that with me before. I have not watched it yet. So I, I, have, a, I have a homework assignment this week. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. and don't watch it. Listen and visualize. So why don't you talk to people about that? So why are we not watching? Yeah, we are um, watching. We said like why listen. Why not watching the, the video? Yeah, why are we listening to it and visualizing versus just watching the video? Explain to people the power. Because you, well, because it's your, like you don't want to watch someone else's issues. You want to use your own. So right. it's like when you read a book, you know, you read a book and you visualize this movie in your head. I hope everyone is able to do that. I know a lot of people aren't. 
But like, and then you go to the movie theater and you watch this movie and you're like, this is horrible, like bad movie because you already have a perception of your own stuff. So when you do the meditate, when you do a meditation instead of watch meditation, you're using your own perception and that's what you wanna heal is your perception of what's happening to you or what's happening around you or what's happening to teach you. Yes, yes. And it's not and somebody else's idea. So the opportunity to shift our mindset is about the, you know, the, the theme I'm hearing so far in the first 30 minutes of this show, it's up to us to shift our mindset, right? How we look at things, instead of it coming to us, what's the lesson for us? So we can shift that, not be a victim, but instead empower us to learn from the situation and move on. Correct? Well, Absolutely. yes. You have a well, yes. I, I think we can all agree. I think we can all agree because it sounds like we all have a very similar belief system about the universe and how we are reincarnated to learn different lessons. And before we're born, we we choose the life we're going to live. Mm -hmm. um, and that was, yeah. I mean, that's in Michael Newton's book. I don't know if you guys have ever read that book it, or listened to that book. It's amazing. But he brings up a lot of different stories about people. So he does regress, regressions. So he past life regresses people into life between lives. All right. And so he goes into the, the soul world and he looks at all these pieces. And so he sits at the place where you're sitting with all your guides and all your soul, all the souls that love you and support you. And you're all just kind of doing a life review. And, you know, there's this one that really resonates with me where the person was a Viking and they sat down at the table and they're all like, you know, you did a really good job at being a Viking. You used your body, you used your muscles, you used your sexuality, everything about your body you were able to use. And it was, and so they're like, but you really didn't use your mind very much. And they were all, he was kind of like, everybody's kind of giggling. And so when he was looking at the new lives mm -hmm. to live, because that was what the goal was, he, he ended up choosing a little girl whose body was paralyzed from the waist down. And everybody kind of looked at him like, why would you pick a girl who's not able? And he said, because if I, use, if I had an able body, I would use my body again and not my mind. So I think we, as the creators of our own lives and the creators of like what we want to do, like to become more evolved in the soul, we choose these lives with these obstacles to overcome them in our lifetime. And it's to me that like, when I look at like crap that I created or obstacles I put in my life, I'm like looking <clears throat> at that going, oh my God, what am I learning from this? Because this one's not an easy one. But if, when you can have that different perspective, you know, these little, sometimes these little pieces aren't so horrible. Right. Um, you know, I when you when you mention all that, I love all the um, the truths about reincarnation and spirituality. But I have met a lot of Christian um, <laughs> clients who don't believe in all that. So I know that you are probably aware of the utero influence. How how it, how um, being in the mother's uterus is where it starts for. Oh, I yeah. would say for for Christians, it starts in the uterus. 
they they can't go beyond that sometimes. So it's like, okay, we we can accept that. So how have you? I, I'm curious about both all of you. How have you experienced talking, sharing with people about the effect that the your victim mind has in the uterus to start? And then as a baby and, and, and going forward, you know, just dealing with the realm of from from the womb forward and, and not going going back. Because that's where a lot of the people I meet are. They're not at the level of, of past lives, unfortunately. So I have to, I've, I'm learning to break it down in the uterus first. And, and what's your, your, you ladies experience been talking to people from that perspective? Well, <clears throat> let me go first because I am clueless about the lessons on past lives and the universe. I'm kind of new to realizing right. this. But right. I, I do feel, and I have always felt for me, and I'm a Christian, uh, I have always felt that there was, I was, I have been here before. And in some cases, I, I feel that I'm, it's only me. And when I'm gone, everybody else is gone. <laughs> and, and everybody else shifts to what they're doing. <clears throat> so um, I, I don't. I didn't never related it to former lives or the universe. I just related it to that's what was going on in my life. Um, I, I have a spirit that I have learned and being taught how to even heal myself in some cases. Um, just when the pain hits, that that's the poison leaving my body. You know, and it, it, it's not to come back. But I, I, I can't answer a lot of things about or relate to a lot of things uh, that with this group are being spoken. But I am listening and I am learning more and I am connecting the dots with myself. And I appreciate everything that I hear. Uh, again, I always say you learn from everything and every situation that you come into and then you um, make your own decisions. Like the doctor told you, Jody, who had you, who made you put it in your body? Just because someone of science gave you um, their suggestion doesn't mean you hold on to it. So, mm -hmm. uh yeah, I, I so other beyond this, I can't relate to what is going on with the universe or the the past no. life. I know I've been here before. I think I talked to you, uh, Jody, about that. Uh, I, I've been in the Victorian. I because I, I Yeah, we were all sisters in a past life. I just know that for sure. Um, you know, so to answer or at least a portion of the question for Viata, I look at things as cellular memories. And yes, they start with the mother, but also the grandmother and the great grandmother. So it's passed down from generation, not even necessarily though. So it's, I look at two things and we're not talking about genetics, by the way, we're talking about cellular memories. 
And part of me feels that the cellular memories are passed on from grand, great grandmother to grandmother to mother and so forth to child. And then I think that we have energetic mothers, right? Energetic sons. They're not necessarily blood relatives, but they are our family. And Vieta, you and I have spoken about that. And these um, cellular memories, what, what does that really mean? It's a memory that's housed into your, your, your physical cells, right? And we have an opportunity in each lifetime to release those cells and release the trauma in those cells, even right through childbirth. And I asked uh, Jen to bring what I have here too, because she has one as well, the BOD. And what the BOD does is actually do a reset on all that cellular memory. If I didn't have this for, I had had this for four years prior to seeing Dr. John D. Martini, I don't think it would have been as easy for me to hear what he had to say till I had a device that slowed me down enough that I could be present and hear. And that's, I think, a large part of our societal concern. I won't call it a problem. It's an opportunity, right? Yeah. We're racing through everything. And actually, I'm going to bring Naima into the stream. She's our executive producer. So, Naima, I'm bringing you in. Hello, our executive Hi. producer. <clears throat> Grand rising. Thank yeah. you all so much for this exciting conversation. And I am glad that everyone has shared their perspective. Now, I am aware that my decision to reincarnate in this body that I am in now is because one of my life's purpose is to assist those of African descent who went through the enslavement process to heal from the trauma so that they can get out of victim mode. I know that is my purpose. That was my pre-birth decision. I know why I came through the family that I came through. And let me just address each thing that each person said. Uh, and, and good morning, Jen. Thanks so much for, for being with us today. Thanks for having me. Well, this is, this is critical that we have this conversation because it's time for all of us to get out of the victim mode and believing that someone owes us something or uh, someone did us wrong or we're not getting a fair shake in life because all of us came here of our own free will to experience these things that we experienced. And what keeps people stuck in that victim mode are, are two things. First of all, not realizing that we have many, many lives and many, many experiences that we chose and that we have been many things. We have been all races. We've been both genders. We have been many kinds of beings. So 
the absence of that knowledge is what keeps us from being able to see our position for what it is and to actually try to figure out the lesson we intended to learn by choosing the body that we're in. The second thing that keeps people stuck in the victim mode is an incorrect view of history, not realizing that human history is much more vast than what we're taught, millions and millions of years of history. And what has happened on this planet, we get a very small sliver of what actually occurred here. There have been times in our human history where females have been the oppressors of males. And all people have been both oppressor and oppressed. So I have a show I'm doing on that, by the way. Well, that would be a For, well, yeah, the show's gonna be about you know breaking the silence on emotional abuse, spousal abuse, but it's not necessarily men to women. Sometimes it's women to men. Thank you. Well, yeah, and I'm doing a show tonight. It's funny you bring that up, Jody. The spirit, the universe is really working with the women to um, balance all this history, as Naima said. And my show tonight, I'm reversing the hashtag Me Too to hashtag flipping the M to hashtag We Too movement. <laughs> because as Jody says, we've left Ooh. out the, 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 the wounds of men. And that's what, you know, that's where I see the universe is really working with all of us even right now to start healing, not just the women, hashtag me too, hashtag me too. But, um, did, did Naima fall off the chair? What happened? <laughs> is she okay, Naima? Yeah, oh, she, no, she, no, the background fell. <laughs> so so we, we, are at a, we are at a place after a year of a, uh, of a victim from the virus. How about that victim plant, mine? Right. Uh, we're at a place of healing the male and female energy. So I think tonight is where I'm going to really take in all that we are talking about here and have with this hashtag We Too movement, where we begin to recognize not just the men, women, but the men have been abused as well. Yeah. So this is tonight. From 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. That's Eastern time. I have it on the screen here. The new We Too movement, um, and it's on BlogTalkRadio.com and Soul Purpose Healing, which is Facebook. Oh, is that right? Right. Okay. Right. So, um, and Blog Talk Radio, of course, is a female solution. So. Um, and I have this on the screen, so I'll stop the screen share just so people can see where they're going to go. And, you know, Beata, if you have a link, you know, please feel free uh, to send it to me or you can put it in the thread here so people can pop on your show later. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Can I, can I ask Beata a question about that really quick? Yeah. Do you, do you think that is why we have so much toxic masculinity versus just masculinity? Well, you know, I think about because uh, one they of our, feel smaller. Well, here's part of it. That's true. That's so true. But here's part of it. Maika Bevel has been one of our hosts uh, on the Female Solution for several years. She has shared many times about her husband, Re Reverend James Bevel, uh, who molested their children. 
So this is not this is not news. In fact, there is a YouTube video of him on the deathbed that I watched a couple of times that was like so mind blowing and revealing. And this man was molested as at three years old. Okay. So her story is so powerful and she shares freely about how it affected her family and herself and the wives. He there was a plural marriage situation. So her story is so powerful to me about how the root of male woundedness and how that that wound is carried forward, that injury, that trauma is carried forward into behavior as an adult where you're molesting your own children. So like you're you're asking a really good question, but it's so deep and complex sometimes. That's why we are doing what we're doing. We have to talk to these men and and help them let go and share, which is not easy for men to do. No. To be transparent and to be honest. Naima has brought this out so many times on her 555. And we all have, have, have mentioned this. And that's why I think this show, this time we're putting together today on Mother's Day, especially, that we reach out to our sons as well as our daughters and, and start the work that we need to do for healing both, not just women. And women, hashtag me too, that was effective for a while, but let's get real people. The men have been raped in military. They're raping men in the military. Hello. So yeah, we just focus on healing the women. We yeah. got to heal both both gender. Everybody deserve, deserves to be healed. Um, you know, I just have chills. Really, I just have chills. You know, um, my heart, men are told that they're not allowed to talk about this. They're not allowed to cry. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's going to come out, right? It's going to come out sometime. And when you, if you're living with a man, you know, uh, depending on who that person is, but it's going to unravel. They have to eventually let it go. And, um, you know, the only thing that helps people really let that go is creating a safe space for them to be exactly who they are when they need to be it. And that's hard to do. I'm not like sitting up here professing that I'm doing that all the time. That was one of my learnings. Um, the My astrologer, when I was 19 years old, said, you're going to, you are here to empower women. And this is at 19, she tells me, I'm 58. Mm. And, um, but I always felt that wasn't true. I felt I was here to empower everyone because men come back. Um, men like like you have the divine feminine and the divine masculine. I'm absolutely the divine masculine. Like no doubt. Anybody who knows me. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, <clears throat> Excuse me. What, what does that mean, Jody? You're the divine masculine. Break that down for us. Yeah, so I'll do my best job at doing that. And Jen may, may need to help, actually. So the divine masculine, I, yeah, I'm a female body and I love men, but I have masculine tendencies, meaning uh, in layman's terms, I wear the pressure. What? Like aggression, um, uh, tendency 
to be ready to do battle, you know, rather verbally, mentally, even physically. I mean, all of those. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I was Joan of Arc in a past life. So, yeah, Joan, Joan was ready for battle. <laughs> well, right. we, we know that there was a, there was a period in, in female history when females were dominant over men and females were oppressive over men. So that has been a part of human history. And, and Jody, you mentioned cellular memory. So we know that we are souls having many different lives. When we go into a body, then we, of course, we have the cellular memory of that particular family line, the cellular memory. So if that family has undergone trauma or whatever uh, has been their, their health habits, all of those things are part of what is in the cells in our body. So we have our, our individual soul journeys in various bodies and each of those bodies have cellular memories. So you look at all the things that are affecting us, there's no way for us to heal without us understanding the many lives that we've had and, and the fact that we are living various incarnations and also the cellular memory that we are experiencing because of the, the body that we chose to inhabit coming from the family line we chose to be a part of. So when people can be taught that they made these choices because they wanted to learn something, as you spoke about the, the gentleman who decided he was going to come back in a female body that was disabled so that he would have to use his mind. All of us made choices for a reason. And I think it's time for us to start teaching this to our children, start teaching this to our children so that we will be able to change that incorrect belief that they're, uh, they're being treated wrong or they, uh, you know, they they have permanent enemies of a certain gender or race or religion, you know, all of these things that are keeping the human family in conflict are based on these misteachings that you only get one life and you're only the group that you're a part of. And after this is over, that's it. As long as we're teaching that we can't fix the problem. We have to start teaching the reality of existence. Oh, oh yeah. I, 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 that I had a huge Go ahead. Sorry, Vieta. I had a huge aha moment yesterday at the computer store. Oh, my goodness. When you mentioned sales, Jody, I thought, oh, here, that's the lesson. Yesterday, my, my computer crashed a few weeks, a few days ago. I don't know when it was. Just crashed up, up my, great, uh, I, my uh, great Apple computer. But it's older. It's older. So it crashed. Yesterday at the um, store, the computer store, the guy came out and told me uh, they had to erase all my data to get into and fix this because it had died totally. And my hardware needed to be replaced, okay? So I'm like, okay, how long is this going to take? He said, I said, well, it's going to take, he said, you could do it in a few hours. But if you don't fix the hardware, this problem could, could show up again in two weeks or maybe a year. I'm like, hey, that sounds familiar because my car crashed like a month ago. And, and uh, Toyota said... <laughs> Uh, I needed a new battery. They said, you have some dead cells in your battery. I'm like, and when I heard this yesterday at the computer, I'm like, what is this with these okay, cells? I got to stop. Hold on, Viata. I got to stop. Okay. <laughs> First of all, you have a Healy, do you not? Yeah, yeah, I have access to one, yeah. Okay, so my computer was overheating and I 
ran the Healy on it and fixed it. Wow. On the computer? On the computer. So it was overheating because it's all electrical, right? It's all a vibration, all a frequency. So I ran it on my computer, fixed that. Ran it on my water filter, fixed that. I have to have emissions testing done, so I'm going to run it on the car before I fix it, before I take it in for emissions. You, you might can, you, can, it, can it fix my car too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So on Facebook, in the Healy group, there's tons of discussion about how people are using Healy on it's electrical people. Wow. <laughs> that is amazing. I mean, it's worth every flipping penny. And then I run Healy on my tower garden. So I ran Healy on my tower garden. And all of a sudden, it went from like, eh, 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 to hello, you know? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, so cool. when you can send a frequency, right? This is everything. Yeah, things. <laughs> wow. But it just, it just proves in this, in this trying to get out of victim um, mode that we focus on energy and mindfulness. Like yes. I was in the computer store totally in that moment. I was like, wow, what is this trying to say to me? What is, and now you're telling me what it said. You need a Healy treatment. Yeah. <laughs> and so I wasn't, I wasn't going back saying, oh, who, why is this happening to me? And why, why didn't, why did this have to happen today? And this week I wasn't blah, 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 blaming my, blaming the whole situation and being a victim. Okay. This is an example. I was like, okay, what is this teaching me? If we can just stay in, what is this teaching me? That is part of healing the victim. What is this teaching? Mindfulness. Zelda, we don't know where Zelda is. Every Monday we're reminded mindfulness, mindfulness, breathe, breathe, breathe. This computer needed our whole, and the good thing about erasing all that uh, stuff in my computer, I needed to erase a lot of the history in my computer. I think it was overloaded. It was overloaded with stuff from the past. And then what came up afterwards was like, I found a video that I had been looking for from mama, from when I visited Mama AZ, I'm going to put this on Facebook, mm -hmm. of a guy who was amputated at his knee and he was, I interviewed him. And I had been looking for this video for over a year now and all of a sudden it showed up. So it's like the important things are coming forward. If we can get out of the, Oh, poor me. Why right. is this happening to me? Reveals the miracles happen. That video showed up. And I said, Mom, AZ, I found this video. And then she almost made her cry because we were in that moment. So wow. how do you said to me this phrase? There is no end to better. Mm. There is no end to better. Right. So guys. It's all about mindset. If you think you can handle it, it's not, I mean, whatever it is, you have a choice in the matter. You have a choice in the matter how you want to respond or react. You have a choice in the matter on, you know, oh, I think I'm going to have to replace my computer. I'm like, no, I've got a Healy. Look at what she learned, though. When you get rid of all the things that are from the past, that keep you from really finding the things that matter, your whole life changes. So look at how many people hold on to old memories. That's why they feel like victims. Oh, this happened to me, that happened to me. And so as long as you're holding on to that, you can't grow, you can't discover all the great things that are there because you're so busy looking at the past, it's cluttering 
your mind and your heart and keeping you stuck in the same place. So that was that was a great demonstration that you're and, and I had people and I had people telling me what to do about my computer, blah, blah, blah. And I kept hearing this voice say, you need to go to the computer store. You need to go to the computer. And people, well, you don't need to do that. You can do that. You can fix it this way. Blah, blah. And I kept not- saying, listening to our gut, listen to our gut is part of the, the solution to coming out of this. Oh, poor me, poor me. What's my gut saying? So that lesson, like you said, Naima, getting rid of the history yeah. and starting I, all over. I, I, I think what Naima, what, what you were talking about with if you're thinking about the past, you know, but I, I feel like you have to, you can't find your gut if you have all your energy in the past or all your energy in the future. You got to like drop that energy and be right here because right. you can't hear your gut no, if you're in one place or the other. Right. That's right. Right. Because as long as you're in the past, you you're... have no energy in the present moment to create. That's it. Oh wow! Happens in the present only. You can't create in the past. You can't create in the future. You can only create in the now. That's unless you're like like me who astro travels to the future. That's a different issue. (laughs) And the thing about that is, that's only one possible timeline in the future because the the future is endless possibilities depend on depending on your free will choices that you make. So your travels will show you. This is what will happen in the future if you continue on this path, but you can create a a different future if you do something else. Well, that's spot on. That's spot on. Because that's kind of messed me up because I'll go astro traveling and I I, I travel to the future and I come back and I'm like, well, this is happening here. Like, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, a lot of the, you think of a lot of the seers in the future, a lot of prophets, predictors, you know, so many that have seen disaster for the future of planet earth they saw the worst case scenario based on if human beings did not evolve to a higher level of consciousness and change the way they were behaving well if you continue to do this this is what's going to happen to you you're going to blow up the planet well we now know that we have since shifted we've made some changes and so that future that they saw you know even the things that that, that, that people Say, well, the Bible says this, this, this is going to happen. Well, but we have shifted. We have changed. So therefore, what some things were seen, we're not on that timeline anymore. We have created a different timeline because we've made some different choices. If we look at all of us who are here that chose to come, and you know, for those of you who follow Dolores Cannon and her works in past life regression, so many people that said, that they came here on a mission to help earth shift and they came to bring their positive energy so we could create a different timeline other than what has been predicted in terms of universal disaster and, and, and annihilation. We all have made decisions to be in the bodies that we're in to help the people, to help the, the family line that we came through to help the, 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 the racial group, the national group, the, the ethnic group. All of those things, we came to help shift so that we would not create the disaster that was foreseen. And many of us now have become conscious of that. And so we're doing the work that we came to do. And, and you know, Naima, going back to what you gave, the two reasons that people remain victims, the ignorance uh, or the lack of knowledge, and then history. I was thinking about when you were talking about slavery. 
because Jody, the reason Jody suggested, I think, this teaching, if I'm not mistaken, we were having a discussion about blacks and whites and being a victim about slavery and abuse and oppression and all that. And the reason I think a lot of uh, blacks are, are in victim mode about slavery, because they don't know the history in Africa, how abusive and how brutal it was in Africa that Africans were doing some of the most crazy, uh, tyrannical, murderous things. So we are here in America, this generation is saying, oh, slavery is so awful and we need reparations and blah, blah, blah. But you don't know the history, the energy and the karma that happened in Africa before we even got here. So is that now what we're really dealing with is um. that that reaping and sowing from Africa, that's the history that people aren't aware of, how brutal our brother, our, our family, our African family was thousands, hundreds of years ago, and how now, even now, even the Italians, or not the Italians, the Irish experienced similar uh, brutal uh, uh, events in their histories, and they became slaves. So I think it's important what you said about the history, knowing the history. So we don't feel like, oh, we're, this has never happened to anybody and, and we didn't reap what we sowed from Africa. That's the history that's missing. Well, that, that's an important thing for us to be able to teach. And people get so angry when others say, well, you know, everybody was slaves. And, oh, no, nobody was slaves. was this bad. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was this bad and worse. The yeah. story is not about one racial group against another and the story is about humanity learning humanity, learning how to be humane because we've all been inhumane to each other in all different places everywhere on the earth everybody has brutalized each other so it's not just one group that has gone through this and we got to understand it in order to get out of victim mode thank and you even when you think about something like reparations well we need reparations well you know you you, if you think about the reality that all of us have been different races of people. So you don't know if the people who are inhabiting bodies from African descent today are the same souls that were involved in the slave trade because they may have been on the other side. They may have been the ones that were the enslavers in another life. So how can you pay people when everybody's identity is constantly changing? And yeah. then we're in a marriage. So, you yeah. know, how can you say who's deserving? So you really, that, no one really owes you anything. And I know it's hard for people who are into the reparation movement to think about that, but- No, 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 no. I totally oh, agree. So, okay, I, and, and Jen, I know you have something to say, but I wanted to say this one. This is my hot button, entitlement. I have zero tolerance for entitlement. I've been watching it for 58 years with someone in my family and now someone in someone else's family, no names necessary. But <laughs> Like, really, after you're born, it's up to you. It's up to you. And yeah, I mean, and I looked up while we were, while you were speaking about the trade of slaves across the Sahara and across the Indian Ocean has also a lot, also has a long history beginning with the control of sea routes by the Afro-Arab traders in the ninth century. It's estimated at that time a few thousand enslaved people were taken each year from the Red Sea and the Indian coast. Is that what you're referring to? 
Okay. Well, yeah, that, that's, part of, that's part of it for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. And there were a lot of people that profited from that international business. It's like a lot of people profiting from the international drug business. So a whole lot of people were getting wealthy. And I don't, and I, don't I don't know if it's even taught that when when President Lincoln was talking about emancipation and ending slavery, there was a delegation from Africa that came and asked him not to end slavery because it would have a, a negative impact on their economy because they were making money off of it. What do you think the pharmaceutical industry is? It's slavery. That's all it is. That's all it is. So, and that's why they won't end it because it's going to have a negative impact on somebody's pocketbook. That's all it's on. And that is the lesson that we have to learn in this time, in this era where we're living, unless we stop making everything about the profit motive, people getting wealthy, then we're going to keep abusing each other as a human family. This is the lesson that we're here to learn and teach because this is what we're experiencing. We're experiencing the consequences of our choices. Like Viata said, this is, this is a cause and effect. So we have to look at what are we doing that created this mess that we're in and stop doing that and not blame any particular group because everybody's responsible. Everybody has participated in it and, and everybody is responsible for figuring out what they personally are supposed to learn in their own life choice in the body that they're in so they can be doing what they came here to do. Jen, you have something to share? I I, I just love this conversation. Like I'm <laughs> loving this. Like this is my jam. So my jam. And so See, I told you. See, I, I knew. I'm like, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. <laughs> But well, now, like, you, you start, I hear you talking about like, you know, the, the profit and like, I feel like everybody, I don't even know how to say this. Like everybody has their personal like thing that's the most important to them. So a lot of people grow up and they learn that money is the most important. Some people grow up and believe like, like I believe relationships are the most important. Um, other people might believe like teaching is the most important. Everybody grows up. Like, I feel like we all have our soul peace but i think society teaches the money and it counteracts anything that would deal with you know human existence and oneness and so i just it's interesting for me to look through like a relationship perspective because if if, if i didn't need to provide for my family i wouldn't charge money because i find it stupid right but if but because i need to provide for my family i do that you know but it's, and there's, there's clients that I, I see for free because they cannot pay me and I don't care, but it's just so powerful. The relationship pieces. And like, I was listening to you, Viata, about when you went to the computer store, like my thought was like, oh, who did you need to meet there? Because there was someone, there was a person that you needed to impact somehow one way, whether it be with your smile, with your presence, with your energy, that then they take that and they move somewhere else with that as well. You know, so so to me, like my biggest piece in life is relationships. So whenever my car breaks down or my my computer breaks or I end up in a weird place, it's the relationships. I met Jody, like relationships, like everything in my life revolves around relationships. So the people, the contacts that I get to be with, you know, so you wonderful ladies today, like I'm. You have no idea like how blessed I feel right now just being a part of this. This is amazing. Even like the way I met Jody, my friend called me and said, hey, I went to this garage sale and this lady wants to do this stuff with me with the oils. She's like, I know that's like your jam. 
So you want to come with me? Cause it's, it's kind of not my thing and it's totally not her thing. Totally and so I was not. like, yeah, that's, I'm like, that sounds great. I'll go. And that's how I got to meet Jody. Wow. And it was like, yeah, I'm like, cool. Look at this. Yeah. And what a blessing you have been in my life. Really? Well, well you know, Jan, well, yesterday. You. You've been a very good blessing for. It was a blessing. I was a student yesterday at the computer store. I had, after thinking about it, I wasn't there to teach anybody anything. In fact, I sat, uh, except one person, I sat in this courtway where it was sunny and hot, waiting for my computer to be fixed. And I'm sitting on this bench and all these people are walking by and I started judging the hell out of them because they were all wearing masks. And I'm like, it is so damn hot out here. And people, one, one after another, they're walking by with these masks on. I'm like, and I didn't say a word until one woman came by and she didn't have a mask on. And I said, oh, I'm so glad to see your smile and that you're not wearing a mask. And you know what she said to me? Oh, did you get the vaccine? I'm like, no. She said, oh, that's too bad. And this was, I thought for I thought this woman didn't have a mask on. She was smiling that she would say, oh yeah, I'm so glad to be smiling. No, the first thing she asked me, did you get the vaccine? And I'm like, oh hell. I said, no, my immune system's strong enough. And then she said, oh, that's too bad. And then she walked away and thought, so I just kept watching all these. So the lessons just kept coming about what I'm going to talk about tonight, the word stupid. And I'm going to break that down in a big way. because <laughs> That is the consequence. That's the consequence of what we're seeing in this Corona adventure is there's a lot of stupid walking around. Well, you're out in the sun and you got your damn mask yeah. on because the mall was huge. But this was an outdoor area. And people are so programmed that they wore a mask even out in the sun outdoors in them. And I, so I was just a student observing all this, thinking, wow, this is really crazy. This is crazy. Because only a few people. And the interesting thing was a little boy, two little boys who walked by, they caught my eye. And mm -hmm. I could see the fear and the anxiety in their eyes as they, they had their the mother, the parents had the mask on them. And I, their eyes and mine connected. And even as they were walking, they were following my eyes. And I was like, I know, you'll be free someday. <laughs> I was like, blessing, blessing people as they went by. But I was a student sitting there observing this powerful lesson of hmm. people's behavior. Guys, I, I have a hashtag for all that. Mm. Yeah. What is my it? body, my choice. My body, yeah. my choice. And that's what the people who, who are free in their minds are going to be able to say. But like Viata said, the fear is so prevalent. But I think what's going to come out of this is people having appreciation for freedom, having had it taken away. Now you value it. Now you value being able to hug somebody. Now you value being able to visit somebody. Now you value being in the presence of your loved ones because you've had it taken away. So I think everything that we go through is to help us evolve to that level of love for each other that we need to have. Now, there's an event that happened that uh, would appear to be so negative and, and would appear to have created negative energy. But when I look at that event, and I think of the two souls that were involved in it and what may have been their reason for being involved in it and what they came to help 
our world evolve into, I see it totally different. And that is the George Floyd incident. And everybody is all upset and angry and horrified. And I'm thinking, now what if in another life relationship, George Floyd was the soul that was the oppressor. And what if, what if he was a slave master that beat to death the person that was now, of course, in this life, the one who publicly took his life? And what yeah. if what if they made an, a, a pre-birth agreement to switch roles because what happens is you 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 have to understand the other person's point of view uh, in your evolutionary process. You're you're here to to understand. So so what if in the uh, pre-birth agreement they that maybe the one who in this life was George Floyd and the previous life, maybe he was the slave master who didn't exactly have the compassion for someone whose life was in his hands and he chose to end his life in a maybe a public way. And maybe in the other life, uh, the soul that was... Um, what is that? Uh, uh, Derek Chauvin, maybe he was the soul that was the slave that was beat to death. And maybe he couldn't understand how someone could be that cruel and take someone's life. So they mm -hmm. agreed that in this life, he would be the one that whatever, whatever happened to him that made him the person with whatever arrogance he had and the sense of power he wanted to have and be able to take someone's life, that he did that. And the one is George Floyd in this life, but was the slave master in the other life, perhaps he needed to understand what it felt like to be helpless and have someone take your life. So the two of them yeah. needed a soul lesson for their own personal growth. And they also agreed that they would assist in helping our world as we are now become sensitive to the need to eradicate the hatred and the violence that's existing among people. So they needed to do this public event that would so stir up the emotions of people and yeah. people could see how repugnant it is, the cruelty and people of all races would be motivated to work toward eradicating racial hate, violence between people, and all of the ugliness that our society has. So that was the agreement that they made for their own personal soul's growth, as well as to right. help the society. So that's how I see it. So therefore yeah. it becomes a positive thing in what it did for the society and what it did for them as individual souls. And Jen, mm -hmm. what were you gonna But I think that? when we have, when we have that viewpoint, it makes so much more sense rather than having such a narrow viewpoint on this is our only life and how dare somebody behave like that? How can people act? You know, I mean, you get these 
skewed viewpoints. But when you have such a universal view of knowing that there's lives that you've lived and lives you're going to live, like it makes so many things like understandable. I mean, even when you look at like, um, I don't know, like I always think of like Waco or what's that Sandy, Sandy Hook, Sandy Hill, oh, Sandy Hook. Yeah. Like yeah. before those, pe all those people were born, they knew what they yeah. were choosing. And right. that is usually for like a, like a quick karmic release because there was something that happened in a past life that was pretty bad or they chose to do something that wasn't as positive. And so when they were born, they choose that as like kind of a quick route to work out some karma. And yeah. we look at it from like a human perspective, just an earthly perspective as like, oh my God, these are horrible things. They, they are horrible, but how many, I mean, Waco, I remember when that happened, like we, so many people bonded together from that. Right. Sandy Hook, people bonded together from that. It created yeah. 9-11, like all these tragedies, yeah. you I know, mean, they bring people together and then through time, it starts to fall apart again. I mean, my brother, like, I'll give you two so, instances. I mean, but. Go ahead. Go Sorry. ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. But that like those, like those little pieces, like, I think we forget like how human we all are. And those tragedies bring us together as humans. And it instead of us looking at like li our lives in a victim perspective, we look at how can we help? How can we work together? And that I, I think sometimes when they are happening so often, it's because we are feeling so much of people's vibrations are so isolated or low that they don't feel like they have any power. And so well, these tragedies happen so it can bring people together Right. I think the challenge, the challenge we have, yeah, the challenge we have is this powerful media that keeps taking every event and, and encouraging victims. So here right. we yes. are again. The media is so powerful to take every event that happens, and it, I, I think it's all planned. You know, oh, when I think about Chauvin, Chauvin, there was something going on in that man's mind that was not natural, and the oh. media capitalized on it. And so the people who observed that video over and over again, they affirmed their victimhood, right? right. Because the media kept promoting it. It's racist. Look at what happened. It's horrible. Blah, blah, blah. So we have a challenge, the, the light workers, the conscious ones, to bring in this message we're bringing today of there's another picture here that we need to look at. There's a bigger, much bigger picture than what the TV CNN is showing you and promote and the government oh. is promoting racism, racism, racism. I'm so sick of that word. But that's what we are we are challenged with every day is what people are seeing in the media. That's that's more convincing to a lot of people than what we share today about the reality of energy and having a perspective about history and karma and, and past lives. So that's the battle I think we're in a lot. It's this powerful media, this government that is just totally corrupt. We have the challenge to keep going with this truth. Yeah. Whereas they promote, and a lot of, so many people are watching these media productions that every time we talk about this, they're like, well, well, this is what I heard on the news. 
So that must be true. It can't be what you're saying can't be true because the media told me, oh, my God. So we really do yeah. have our team. Well, and the media has changed over decades. There used to be a time where they reported news. Yeah. <laughs> it was always propaganda. We just we just became aware that it was propaganda. It was propaganda before. We just didn't realize it. We were we were it was, it was news right. the weather, right? It was it was always propaganda. We just became aware of it. So it seems like it used to not be, but it was then too. We just didn't know it. Well, and think about this. If I had it the media though just continues to instill fear in everyone, you know. Yeah. My, my favorite thing is when people start talking about getting the vaccine, they're like, oh, I trust the science. I'm like, there wow. is no science. What science? What science are you well, talking about? Science. I'm, I want to tell you something. I can't use the name, but there's a famous neuroscientist. And she said to me that she studied the mRNA, mRNA uh, gene. She used to study it under the microscope. And they would put it into cells and things like that for years. And so when this vaccine came out, she said, there, she goes, I can't think of one good reason you'd ever put the mRNA code, gene code, into any human body, into anybody. She says, it's not going to end well. And she said, in 20 years, she says, they're going to, have symptoms like Lou Gehrig's, MS, things like that. And of course, I corrected her and I said, sorry, they're probably not going to last 20 years. Well, now here's the thing. To keep people who feel distressed at their loved ones choosing to, you know, get a shot and all of that, think of it again. Uh, they made a choice. Right. Think of, think of the multidimensional aspect of it. There are some who chose, there are some who chose to be conscious in this lifetime and not do it. There are those who chose to do it, but then the outcome will help the masses of people to realize that you cannot trust a science that is profit driven. And so therefore that will be the dismantling of this whole sick care system that people keep relying on that's oh, constantly killing them. But yeah. they have some people who go through this process and then experience the outcome of it before we can get to the point of consciousness where we realize that this is true. what has to change. So Naima, yes, and here's the thing. This kind of goes, this kind of supports the whole conversation, right? So the people who took the vaccine agreed to do this. Yes. Before they came here. Yes. Because they are the lesson for the rest of the universe. Yes. I already gave the lesson, right? I'm here to teach about toxicity. I had to go through 20 years, well, more than that, 50 years of toxicity in order to have a platform to teach from. So I had to experience this so that and, and have the pain and rise up from the pain and then teach. Right. Without having energy in it. Right. So, and you can't teach and have energy in it. You have to remove the energy. Right. I, I, saw a I saw a beautiful transformation from victim to victor on Dale, ba Dale Bigtree interviewed three nurses recently. Right. And all of them were CNA, a registered nurse, three women. And I thought that was really powerful. Three women 
who've been damaged because they took this injection in January because they thought it was the best thing to do in their jobs and in the health profession, blah, blah. So they took two injections and now they have a immune disease. They're all shaking. In fact, you might've seen some of the videos of these women, one with, well, she couldn't control the shaking. They're all damaged. They can't get health uh, insurance on this. They know their, their job, they've lost their jobs. So when Dale Bigtree asked them about, well, did you read about it? Did you do the research? No, none of them. They trusted, they trusted their employer. They trusted the vaccine, which it's not. It's an injection. It's a, but they, that word vaccine is what's uh, uh, hypnotizing people. Oh, it must we gave it to our children. So these three women sat there for over an hour talking to Dale Bigtree, being interviewed about why they did it, how they did it, what they're going through. They're going through hell right now. And they began to see that they were not victims anymore because they didn't do their homework. They, this was a lesson for them, especially because they were really suffering now. And now it's their job. They're forming groups to help people become more informed about the consequences. I was like, whoa. It was just a powerful interview. I don't That's know if a fast seen. realization. I took yes. days to do yes. that. Yes. <laughs> so this, that's what's happening with people who get damaged. They're going to become either stay in that victim mode or they're going to become active, informing, and helping others realize the consequences, which a lot of people are unaware of right now. Also, you have to realize, like, like Jen said, you know, you have this, this thing happen and then there's a the mass awakening. And then somehow we end up going back to sleep. So something else has to happen to reawaken us. You have people who... It was almost fear that put us back to sleep, though. Fear that puts us back to sleep. And so the mass media, their whole agenda is to keep our vibration low, keep us in fear, so that we can't even hear the higher consciousness teaching. And unless a person has evolved but in it their... It doesn't soul, make sense to them. Right. It won't make sense. They, they can't hear you. It's like being deaf. They can't, they, they can't hear past their, their fear. So unless a person in their soul's journey has evolved to a level of consciousness where they can hear you, they're just going to be among those who follow like sheep, what, what the mass media does. And so we can't get frustrated. People can only demonstrate where they are in their soul's evolution. Everybody's going to get there at some point, but many people are still stuck on fear. And so they respond to every fear-based propaganda that they hear. They can't hear higher wisdom. They can't hear common sense. They can't hear that you are a powerful being. You have the power to create. You have the power of choice. Your body, your choice. No one's making you do anything. It's your responsibility to get the information and learn. They can't hear that because they have been Whatever they've gone through in life, they have they're at the point where they are easily conditioned by fear. So some will hear the message in this life, some have to go through another life experience in order to come out of victim mode. And these are the choices that we make each life. Well, and I'm I'm a, I'm a big, oh, I just want to say this. So this is really important to for I think the listening office or listening uh, audience to hear. So like I spent most of my life being a victim, right? So of course, um, and then you think, oh, I'm out of it. And I'm here to say that that's not necessarily the case, okay? There are little things that we do that, 
And I want to focus the last, we have 30 minutes. And I would like to, I'm going to bring Zelda on, by the way, in a minute here. Um, and Zelda, I'm going to bring you on, but I'm going to complete my, my thought. So um, we need to also look at, we really want to fine tune ourselves, okay? These are the big things we're talking about. Let's look at the little things. Let's look at the little things that are make a huge difference in our life. And what that can be is, um, for instance, I would walk around mad at my boyfriend. Why? Because that's what I was taught. Mm. Okay? And that's being a victim, quite frankly. Right. Right? Because, so if you're, if you know, and you, whoever you are who's listening, you know the answer to this. Okay? So if you know that you're not having joy in any given moment, what is it that's not resonating with you, with your certain belief system, right? And is there an opportunity to shift that belief, to have more joy? I have on my board right here, find joy, because somewhere it got lost along the way. <laughs> okay. Find <laughs> joy. Right? And so part of that came out of the fact with this pandemic, I probably gained 25 pounds. Mm. I'm a nutritionist. <laughs> now I ate well. But but I had to, to, to medicate yourself because you're not feeling joy. And so that's part of what happens. Well, I didn't overeat. I didn't have activity. Mm. I didn't have activity because I was operating in fear, mm. being a victim, okay? Because it's a, it's a comfortable place for me to be. I did it most of my life. And I um, couldn't, uh, sorry, we're getting messages. Um, so I did it most of my life. So I was afraid to go outside the house mm. not because I was afraid of the virus. I was afraid of the people. Wow. Because they were, to me, a little crazy. So this <laughs> first thing started, I was being chased around Whole Foods. It was nine o'clock at night. <laughs> like three uh, for customers, maybe two customers in the store, right? And this young man is chasing me around the store. We're at least 60 feet apart. Put your mask on. I or take your temperature. So I was a victim. Okay. So where are you being a victim? Where are you not reclaiming your power? And I'm telling you, I do it daily, and yet I'm supposedly vibrating high. And, and Jody, how much of your Jewish background has fed into that victim mind in your life? I, I know oh, maybe yeah. people don't know. I, I mean, I was thinking about the Jewish people as well. They have entitlement issues. So how much of that, of your background has played into this, I'm a victim, I'm a victim? So there's a lot of that. Um, so much so. And forgive people. Look, I, first of all, I just want to say a disclaimer. Not all Jews, just like are operate with a victim mentality. A lot of them that I was around did, okay? And, um, and as for the listening audience, I converted from Judaism to Christianity. And not because Jews were bad, by the way. I love my Jewish heritage, 
when you think about what the Jews and the Israelis have done, and they are innovators. And I mean, like the list is long. I actually studied Israel in grad school. So I'm not even just saying this like hot air. I actually studied this. And what I'm going to tell you, though, is there's Jews in Israel that are not victims. Like they rise up. Okay. And then you have a different set of Jews, just like you would with Christians or Muslims or anybody else. But the Jews that I was exposed to, it was always about this fight, right? This fight for what you deserve, entitlement. And I'm just like, and then I had this friend over here who was talking about love. <laughs> and I'm like, I can do that. I want to do love. And so I didn't leave Judaism because they don't have cool things. They do have cool things. I, I, I studied for my bat mitzvah. Didn't happen. I converted to Christianity. Uh, <laughs> that's a story in itself. <laughs> that what I gravitated to, what I needed, was somebody who loved me for who I was despite my faults. Right? And when you can love someone knowing that they have these faults. And this is not easy to do, but you have to retrain your brain. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So welcome, Zelda. Great time. Meet Jen. Thank you. Jen Bennett, Zelda Robinson. Hi. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. She's, she's my sister from another mother. We're both Robinsons, but different mothers. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> All sisters, I'm going to tell you. I don't think we need to share the last name. Okay. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, like I'm clear. It was like, um, oh. it was a gift to me. Um, so I was, uh, you know, my boyfriend, uh, Andrew, works for Amen Clinics, and he loves it. And he loves it because he gets to be with his tribe every day, mm. understand health, real health, right? Um, brain health, food is medicine, supplements, things like that. And I got jealous. <laughs> and I really did get jealous. No, I did. I got jealous because I'm like, he gets to wake up every morning and be with his tribe. And then finally, Zelda and Naima called me. Mm. Now you have your tribe. <laughs> You, have your own but, you know, all of us are here to learn the lesson of unconditional love. So even your personal relationships are meant to teach you that whoever is in your life, they are meant to teach you how to love and accept someone for who they are. And they're here to mirror you who you are. So however the relationship is, it's, it's mirroring something to you so that you can see yourself and you can understand what it is inside of you that needs to come to the surface so that it can be brought back into balance. Now you look at this, this uh, conflict between the Muslims and the Jews that has been going on for eons, but you, can you imagine how many souls have had to probably switch, probably uh, switch uh, some being born Muslims, other being born Jews, then they switch and say, okay, well, I'm going to be the Muslim, you be the Jew, and, you know, see if you're going to yeah, conflict. Yeah, you know, and at University of Arizona, 1981. I have no clue about this. And I be friends, like all these people who are Muslim. 
Like, and they're like, but she's Jewish. <laughs> like, but I didn't know I was supposed to not like you. Oh, <laughs> and now you have a lot of message in 1981 that I wasn't supposed to like you because you were Muslim or 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 Pakistani or whatever. I didn't get that message. <laughs> so, well, think about it. You probably know a lot of couples where they fall in love. One's a Muslim, one's a Jew. Like, okay, how are we gonna? Then you know that that that. Uh, uh, was that Romeo and Ju Juliet kind of situation? There's so many young people that I'm finding out now that that's happening to. And they're realizing, you know what, this doesn't make sense. I love you. You love me. Okay, you're this religion. I'm that religion. Our family say we're supposed to be mortal enemies. No, I don't want to do that. So, you know, it's happening. We're seeing it happening where that old conflict is, is all these things that are happening. They're coming, making it come to the surface. So that we can look at, well, why is there a conflict? What happened to create it? And it's time for it to end. Because what we need to learn as a human family is that everybody's life matters. Everybody is important. Everybody is here to love and be loved. And that's our purpose. Okay. So we're, we're, we're constantly going through these life experiences and our souls are choosing whatever if we decide to be part of some tragedy that everybody sees, whether a plane blows up or a building blows up, whatever it is, we chose to be a soul that helped to awaken the rest of humanity to the fact that we have to change the way we're treating each other. So, so if you want to learn about this in a more fun way, Andrew and I found a show. It's called The Discovery of the Witches. And this oh, wow. witch wants to marry a vampire. So <laughs> Wow. The species can't come together. And she's like, yes, they can. And I'm like, we'll go for it. You know, <laughs> you know on my show tonight, well, I, I, I think, like, if you look at it, looks at herself as a witch. What? My they, guest tonight is a one that She looks at herself as an Italian witch, I think she calls herself. You don't want to miss her. <laughs> That's interesting. We'll yeah. watch that, and yeah. it's on. Facebook I think if everybody could just look at the. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, if we could look at the foundation of religion, every piece, every religion, the foundation is love, and if we could just stay focused on that foundation, we won't get lost in everything else. Yeah, yeah. It's not about it's not about the rules. It's not about the teachings. It's not about the practice. It's about loving each wow. other and loving yourself. And I and wish I everybody could just see through all the other bullshit. I'm a big promoter and teacher of synchronicity. Uh, and <laughs> I have to tell this really powerful synchronicity. Christian Northrup, may, you may know her, um, Bodies yeah. of Women's Wisdom. Uh, she has been so censored that now she's just on Telegram pushing all this information, just coming. She just pours out information all day long. And then she plays oh. a harp. She, but she's been totally censored and oppressed uh, uh, and just really cru crucified in her uh, position as an activist and a goddess warrior. But she posted something on Telegram. And this is synchronicity, wow, big time. She posted a lot on Telegram about if people have been injected with this vaccine, there's some people are saying there's a remedy. Uh, this Judy Markovitz, I think, came out with, there's a remedy, there's a remedy. 
So the remedy that she promoted was, or she's not promoted, but she mentioned was pine needle tea. Like what? So, so, I um, so I looked it up. I looked up pine, and even Mama Az said, "Oh, I used to drink that when I was in the vegetarian vegan movement." Okay, that was one thing. And then I looked it up, and it kills parasites. Okay. Wow. So that's exactly what hydroxychloroquine and uh, ivermectin do. They kill parasites. Okay, this is starting to get interesting. So I'm I'm looking, I'm sharing this information with a few people. And then last night, I'm looking at this uh, relaxation music by Tom, somebody. I love it. It's the waterfalls and the birds and all these things going on in this video. And well, lo and behold, and I'm busy doing something, trying to get my computer up and going again. And I look up and there's a bird sucking on a pine needle tree. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the? Mm -hmm. And I, I had to go back and rewind it. I'm like, did I just see that? And it plays over and over again. This video plays, it's on YouTube, relaxation, music, gluten. And it's one of the ones I like because of the waterfall, I think. But there, this bird shows up and there's a pine needle branch with berries, and here comes the bird sucking on the pine needle tree. I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. So I think that's how we, part of the way we come out of victim is pay attention to nature. Amen. Pay attention Save to the synchronicities, the yes. synchronicities that are saying, this is no coincidence that I'm coming out of it. I'm being empowered by what I'm seeing and what I'm experiencing. And I think Jen mentioned our guts. Hey, getting rid of all the garbage in our computer in our head so that our gut can talk to us about what is really true. So that was really another I had so many aha moments after the, the shutdown of computer and cars and all that. And then and, uh, the universe said, now take a look at this. This is what you need to pay attention to. <laughs> so guys, I want to show this tree. So you're talking about pine needle trees. I also want to talk about the arborvitae tree. You can cut down this tree and come back decades later. It'll look just the same. It repels all predators. Okay. And, you know, I can't say this is, this comment is not approved by the FDA. It's not approved by anybody, but we know how strong and how powerful the arborvitae tree is. And Andrew and I both got the download that to apply that oil to our body to repel the effects of people shedding the vaccine, right? So think about that. So yeah. go ahead. Uh, so are you saying that the the pine needles um, will protect you uh, against the um, the, the, the effects of the vaccine or the virus? Which which thing does it help with? So, so those are the questions that people have to ask because the, the information was that there's, a, there's a, a chemical in that needle and there's a guy who makes the tea on YouTube. He shows you how to make it. It's just a matter of cutting up the, the needles, rinsing them off, putting them in a strainer and letting them, the, the hot water uh, steep it for a while and then you drink tea. So the question is, what is in this pine needle that so, can can yeah. reduce the effects of this mRNA spike protein, blah, 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 blah. Oh. There's something, 
it's being suggested. I'm not like like uh, Jody said. This is not approved by the FDA. I'm not a doctor, but the information came three times in one day. Says, oh, I better pay attention. So the question is, what's in that pine needle? And what I what I found just from the research I did with googling was number one, it kills parasites. I think that's the key to all of this. Don't forget about the vaccine or the injection. Just get rid of the parasites, and they your body will be able to do what it needs to do. Parasites, yeah. You want to use these these grounding trees, okay? There's Siberian yeah. fir. There's there's um, white fir, burdock root, which is a is a, a root vegetable out of Japan um, that we know that that kills parasites. Here's a um, a link that I'll put in the thread um, that teaches people how to make that pine needle tree. And I see that when I was looking at another site that you can even just buy this, the pine, I mean, you can buy this already. This is just super easy. So um, it looks like, I mean, I'm just grabbing one, it's Etsy. But I mean, people, God, here's the most important message. I think that if you, I think that there's a couple important messages to be heard. One, you're in control. You choose every single time. So don't give your power away. Just don't. Two, you got a problem, there's always a solution. God didn't create problems. People created problems, but God has all the solutions that there are in the world, okay? So when you can operate from that standpoint, you remove the fear, because as soon as you're operating from fear, you're opening up a door for the devil to come in. And I, I, I've seen it. So it's, it's interesting that uh, these plants are here because during our farming show last year, I remember uh, showing Arborvitae because we have it growing, you know, uh, on property that, that, that I own. And then of course, burdock grows so freely, so plentifully here in Chicago and North America. And we have the remedies that we need growing freely right in our midst if we just take the time to do the research. So I've, I've showed the audience, those, those who are uh, participating in the, in the farming classes, I'm showing them how to find, how to identify burdock uh, leaves, and, 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 and make burdock root tea and all of that, show them how to make the Arbor Vitae tea. And I mean, I mean, we demonstrated the fact that the plants you need are right here. They're right here. And a lot of them are growing wild. They're native plants to, and matter of fact, there's no such thing as a weed. They are native plants, which means they grow naturally, which means they're going to be good for the people who are in that environment because we're all part of the one ecosystem. So whatever our bodies need, it's already being given to us for free by Mother Earth. And see, our sister Zelda has her. Thanks, Jody. Thanks, Jody. Now, what is this? What bottle was that? That was burdock root. Burdock root. Itself. I have this on my website. So I buy the burdock root whole. I also have the tincture, like what um, you know, what Zelda has. But I take this, I clean it, and I shred it, and I and I uh, I toast it, and then I have tea for for a year. 
really a year. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to have some. Uh, we start out with some burdock root tea for our pandemic farms. Burdock grows so plentifully around that I just I just got through picking some burdock. I'm going to making some burdock greens. So I've I've done a few. Uh, burdock greens. Yes, they taste great. Oh my goodness! Never had them. I know. Yeah. I want some of those. Are you going to put those in? Hey, it's it. it really Can you mix them with the collards? I haven't tried that. So you got to try them. A very distinct taste, but if you throw some onions and seasoning, so I'm gonna uh, on our first oh. show uh, demonstrate how, a recipe of it. And of course, I've, I've done some pre-tapings of when I, you know, uh, pick the burdock and all that. So when we launch the show, I'm going to demonstrate. Can I come? A great sure. Absolutely. Demonstrate. Thank you for thank you. Yes, and the burdock. That burdock root is like the computer repair man. Because mm-hmm. um that burdock what it does is clean the blood and the liver. When you do that, you clean out all that garbage with burdock root, burdock root, burdock root, and then the whole body functions better. So my computer is functioning better now that I cleaned it out <laughs> with it. burdock. Burdock computer man came in. <laughs> got rid of all that junk in my computer. Burdock, I've, I've been using Burdock for so many years and I realized the value, even your skin cleans up because the Burdock cleans your blood and your liver and then the skin lets go of all that stuff too. So it's a, that's an amazing plant. And I just, we have pine trees. We have so many pine trees in this area and where I used to live in my tiny house, pine needles everywhere. And I used to get, oh, these so frustrated. Look at all these pine needles. What are we gonna do with all these pine needles? So I started putting them in my compost. They're great oh, compost materials. Okay. Really? Now, so now look at this. There's a whole new perspective on pine needles now for me. I'm gonna be bagging those needles so up and making tea I'll for be people. Getting some today. <laughs> I'll be getting some today. And thank you for all my tribe for understanding my passion for trees because my husband just doesn't get it. But I want to show you the latest addition to the family. Can you see oh. that? Yeah, well, hold on. Let me put you back on the big screen. I was just showing people, you know, people are trying to get rid of the oh. dandelion. Oh, yeah. hey. So I made a dandelion pesto too. That also detoxes. This is on the website. So okay, oh. now what I'm going to do, um, so I think I can make you, Zelda, like the, the focus. So hold on. So I do, I don't, you may go solo layout. Let's see. Okay, go ahead and show your solo layout. Yes. That's my latest, that's my latest Beautiful. Isn't it gorgeous? That is. I an hour to get that. Wow. I an hour to pick that up. And my husband says, have you lost your mind spending that (laughs) on a plant? It's my money. I do what I want to do with it. I can't get to Jamaica, so I brought Jamaica here. How about that? There you go. Yes, and that's just a little. That is beautiful. Ooh. Look at all those. Looking more like looking oh, more like discovery cold Zelda in that house. That's looking right. like what? I love that. Like discovery cold. Oh, all you need is pictures of dolphins. That's exactly what I was trying to do. I was like, oh, oh, I never had that experience. So, yeah, bring the dolphin I'm energy. But I'm loving it. <laughs> all right, yeah. let's see. There we go. All right, so yeah. to her house, so we can breathe her air. <laughs> let's talk about that for a moment so you know you can shift the energy in your home using plants yeah. and so i don't have a ton of plants i have my tower garden and a few plants 
but my other plants come in essential oils. And so since I clean the home with essential oils, like what Zelda's doing, Zelda's raising the vibrational frequency of her home using plants. I'm using the plants in an oil form. You know, I think so right because that's it, both it, worlds as you do both. It stopped me from snapping on a guest the other day. And I could wow. you you remember the conversation we had night. Oh yeah. A guest was rather rude. <laughs> and I and I was like, wow, was I nice? Because I would usually just go off. And I was like, I, it's because I'm surrounded by nature. I got that. Isn't that amazing? I got it. That's the second one I've had in like a week. And I was like, whoa. You're growing, girl. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so, so, Jen, Jen, you're doing something outside your house. Talk about that for a minute because you're using you're using the CBD, the charcoal, the mushroom in your backyard. Talk about that for a minute. Hmm. And so Jen has built a house. L and when LCPC mean? I'm and sorry. And when we bought the, I can see you. What's the L? Um, but when we bought, what does that mean? Oh, she's a licensed um, uh, counselor. Okay. So LCPC means what? What are the words? Licensed clinical professional counselor. Oh, okay. okay. Now we know. Oh, okay. <laughs> now now we <laughs> um, but but I love like I hear you talking about the plants, Naima. Like I walk my friends' little kids around our yard. We pick plantain if they get a bug bite and rub it on their skin, and they're like, "It doesn't itch anymore." I'm like, "I know." And we look, go and we look at the mullen and we watch it and we touch its leaves and I make wow. them pick my asparagus and eat it raw right out of the ground. So you start talking about plants and I get very excited. <laughs> so, Yay. but what we did, we bought a property and on the property, there was a couple of dump sites. And so there was tin cans rusting. And so, and I've noticed like some of our, my plants that are growing there, they're not as happy as I'd like them to be. So Jody and I kind of talked about some things that we could do to rescue the ground. And so Jody gave me, I, you're, I don't remember the oils, but we have like some CBD oil, we have it's some cilantro, pot. we have cherry, Mar yeah. Um, we, have, we have five oils, I know there's five. And oh, so okay. what we decided to do is to get cilantro, some- lemon. Copaiba cilantro, lemon. <clears throat> cherry blossom cbd and then um your your property needed oregano because we had to get rid of some sort of virus you know yes. like that so the oregano is getting rid of the virus the copaiba is bringing homeostasis the lemon's getting rid of the plastic cilantro is getting rid of heavy metals and so cherry blossom gets rid of everything else that's there so and we then, haven't done it yet because i have not found my mushroom compost which is driving me crazy mm. but i want to we're going to blend a bunch of things together and put that over where i want to put the garden and just till it all into the rest of the land to like heal that area because it's it's just not happy you can you mm. can tell it's just not a happy space oh. they want to be happy you know they're growing for me because i'm talking to them and touching them and telling them they're beautiful but again they're just like we need a little bit more help please Mm. So, but that's, I haven't, yeah. I have to still find time for that one. Yeah. yeah you have to make and that. to tie it back to the show, you can either say, poor me, this happened to me, right? Or you can take control of your life, be empowered. Look for a solution. 
I have one more story to tell about the virus or bacteria or microbes. I was diagnosed with H. pylori bacteria about 20 years ago. And mm -hmm. um, my my doctor said, okay, you're going to have to go on antibiotics, blah, blah. And I was just starting my health journey. I'm like, man, I don't think so. She, are you effing crazy? I'm like, whoa, lady, I'm, I'm my body, my choice, I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. And I decided, and she said, you need an antibiotic or you could die. You're not going to die on my watch. And I'm like, wow. I was thinking, what negativity coming from this woman? Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I'll take the prescription. I walked out and put that thing in the trash. And what? I balanced, instead of trying, listen, instead of trying to get rid of the H. pylori, I started learning about how to balance it with probiotics and better food, less sugar, stop feeding it with sugar. And I started, instead of trying to get rid of it, I started learning how to balance all the other trillions of microbes that would just wash that thing away. And so here I am 20 years later, I didn't die from H. pylori, but I hear that a lot. And we are in this, this, this uh, season of people hating the virus. And we got to stop that. We got the virus, as, as uh, Naima and I, we did that, that show about the virus and, and whether it's an enemy or not. Or as she's working on a cartoon or uh, the comic book. And we, we're developing the idea, is the virus an enemy? I don't think so. I think it's part of this whole microbiome that people have to learn to respect and then use the, the, or the trees and the herbs and the burdock and all that to tell that virus, not now, go away, go, go blend in and we'll excrete you out in our bowels. That's the way we got to look at, at this micro community because the, the media and the government, we got to kill it. We got to kill it. In the meantime, let's go bomb. We got to bomb our country. We got to kill people. That's been our mentality. Yeah. And then our victim mind, yeah. as we've been talking about, is the same way. I'm a victim and I'm, I need this. I need that. And I'm entitled. No, we're not entitled. We got to work. We got to work. So who wants to wrap it up here? Well, I guess Jen, she's our guest. Well, I, have, I have one. I I have one question for all of you. How can we, as individuals or as a group, get out there to share this message? Because I think people are ready to listen, but I mean, it's just like you know, like herbalists—they're hard to find, or acupuncturists—they're hard to find, or people who provide FSM are hard to find. Like some of these things have been so censored that we can't, we, we can't like get out there. So how do we as a group or individually go and get these information out there? Because we need to do that. We just well, because this group of women is- the most powerful weapon of communication ever. And we have this show, all you can do, I mean, you, you can, take the link from this show and send it out to all your contacts. Mm -hmm. Every time oh, I you plan on it. information, send it out to all your contacts and they can send out to all their contacts. So even if something isn't being promoted by mass media, everybody's got their own private yep. media computer that they carry around every day. And you notice the generation, everybody's on their phone all the time. Live on it. True. Breathe oh, on it. Okay, so this disinformation dozen, uh, the truth heroes that you may have heard about with uh, Christian Northrup and Tenpenny and Robert Kennedy Jr., 
what they're promoting is once a week get together in your community with people who have like minds. We you. should be we should be so getting support groups in our community first, once a week at least, meeting with people who think like you, who believe like you, who who will promote what we've been talking about. So that's what we're doing here. We're calling it a new earth, and, and Naima and Zelda have been here. We we can't have yoga classes like we used to. This it's been a whole year. No yoga. This big room up here. No yoga. Afraid of yeah, I got the donut class. It's around my stomach. We're gonna start doing. <laughs> we're gonna start creating a new earth, a new earth community. We're gonna start doing new earth groups here every yeah. week. We're gonna try and get people together. And then that will spread, I think, because then they'll go out and tell their friends, and then yep. we can communicate through Facebook and all that. So but let's start in our own community. Like the lady who sounds great. When we went out there, she was just, she's sitting at the pool waiting on the class. Remember, uh, Viata? The lady yes. was sitting at the pool waiting for the class to start. It's like, there is no class. She says, well, I'll just sit here and have yoga by myself. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then you, and then Zelda, listen to this, Zelda and she, I watched them have this amazing conversation and they just met. And yeah. this woman was from, I think Germany was that's her home. Yeah. home. Yeah. yeah. So she that's did. why I think it's so important that we get together locally and get connected with people like her. And she gave you some great yoga tips too. Well, you know, you realize because we are online, local is now global. So yes. people are going to be drawn to you from all over the world and they can reach you all yes. over the world. That's what this whole female solution platform is about. Reaching out and discovering and connecting with people of like mind because there's somebody somewhere doing just what we're doing right now, having this same conversation saying, where can we find the people who think like us? Right. Yeah, I'm just tired of virtual hugs. I need a real hug right now. I know that's right. Yes, yes. So I think um, to answer Jen's question, though, there is some censorship. So I think, and I, I know I'm not an expert, but I think people are going to Telegram to send those messages because they're not censored. Um, and there may be some other platforms. And if you guys want to post those platforms in the thread or ways that people can share this information. I think, Jen, that's a really great question because we know the content here is how are we connecting that content to others and not have it be censored? Right, right. And I will maybe, definitely text everybody the platforms that I know that are that are not censored and are sharing some very powerful information. Click, click. MeWe is another one. Yeah, MeWe. Me, right. Click, click, K-L-I-K-C-L-I-K.com. That's another platform. Okay, so, um, you know, maybe everyone can just go sometime today, put those links in the thread and uh, so that people know how they can start connecting without being censored. I just put two in Pixely, too. P-I-X-E-O-L-Y by a female journalist. Oh, uh, I see. You put them in the chat. I'll put them in uh, Facebook. And okay. Yeah. Of course, you know, we'll be awesome. teaching our our... Uh, communications class, which includes interspecies communication, which includes telepathic communication, and so eventually we won't need to play things but send the thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank great. you so much. Oh, you froze, honey. Uh oh, she lost. Uh, um, oh wait, there you go. Try again. You froze. Thank you, you so froze. much. Okay, am I better? Yeah, you're back. Yes, you're back. Go ahead. You're thawed oh. out now. 
I just want to thank you guys so much for having me. This was awesome. I'm so looking forward. I'm probably going to message all of you lots of questions because Wonderful. lots of things that you guys talked about that I want more info on or would like to be a part of. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank us. And Jody, um, Jody, to get you moving more every Wednesday, I do a yoga class. Uh, uh, I'll connect you so you can keep well, moving. Well, I'm happy to do that. I'm actually forcing myself to walk outside now. And I've been doing about almost 8,000 steps a day. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, 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 it's I didn't know what I was going to find. I mean, when you get chased around a store, that would scare the Heebie-jeebies out of you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Jody? I don't even shop at Whole Foods anymore. I have enough local Whole Foods. Uh, I, uh, Whole Foods gone because the mask police are there now, and the walking around <laughs> with a gun for your temperature. I'm like, you know what? I don't need you. Yeah, so and I'm, I'm saving more money. So if you live in Illinois, I want to do a plug. Hasselman Farms. They're at the um, they are at the farmers market in Arlington Heights and in Palatine every Saturday. They have organic food. I went and I visited the farms. The ducks are running around the farm. So your duck eggs are amazing. Your regular eggs are amazing. They the the animals have freedom. Wow. Right. So when you are consuming food that where the animal right, isn't under stress all the time, uh, that's a healthy food. You consume a, an animal or an offspring of that animal, an egg, and that animal's been under stress, now you're consuming that too, those cortisol levels. So Castleman Farms, if anybody needs to have information on that, you know, let me know, but I will put their um, information uh, before we end the show. So I'm gonna try to do this fast. Um, and, 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 and part of the new normal is stop supporting corporations like Whole Foods and Amazon. That's the new normal who have made trillions of dollars off of our stupidity. And, and have the audacity to offer so, a nonprofit 0.1% for thank shopping. You. Is that outrageous? So oh. it's time to find local businesses that we can live on. I don't need all that food in Whole Foods anymore. I spent too much money going broke and all that. So I'm looking mm. for local shop farmers markets. And we all have them in our city somewhere. So and let's look for those things thing. versus supporting these corporations yes. that have really screwed us all year. And you don't need to eat food every single day. You need to eat right. at least every other day. Give her a, a chance to rest. Change of mind, renewing our mind, coming out of victimhood is renewing our mind and our hearts and looking at the history. We just had a whole year of some really powerful lessons. Yes. Yes. And we got yes. to take those lessons and run with them. I learned, Was that Jody? Who said that somebody said that it was not a, a quarantine. It was more of a retreat. Oh, I like it. Inside and listen right, to the I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Personal retreat. There you go. Yes. Enjoy. Namaste. Love you all. So grateful to, uh, to be blessed um, with your presence. I'm gonna do my um, my ending here with my branding. So uh, first, I'm gonna just 
everyone can wave goodbye and then i'm just gonna have my little 15 second video virtual go. hugs okay. virtual Thank hugs you. Love you, love you. Love you all. Oh, nice thank you, Thank you, ladies. Look forward to thank you. Okay, so here we go. Oh, isn't it cute? This is so cute. Play again one more time, Jody. I love seeing One more this. time? Okay, here we go. So, and actually, I'll talk about this. This We recreated the... Um, that logo this last year it was just one ginkgo leaf and now it's three and um uh it was and you see it's coming out of the circle right mm -hmm. so the the message is get out of your comfort zone get out of the control of the past mm -hmm. right and define your new future based upon what you want come come out of your cocoon and fly yeah. like a butterfly so uh we are ending the show I am so grateful to everyone. Bye. And please play that ending one more time. I love it. Oh, you're so silly. <laughs> That's nice. And I'm just, uh, Deborah was here. So I want to say a quick hello to Deborah again. And, but Queen Deborah. They have to go do a session on Monday, Deborah. Today. Yeah, I know. She's just somebody got a new view. Oh, right. Yeah, no, that, that awesome. Are you going to look for somebody? Oh, look at somebody. Oh, 